Hi, Nick Green here, host of Behavior Fit Radio, where we talk health, fitness, and behavior analysis. Let's start the show. Just a quick note on this episode, this is an audio-only version of the YouTube clip that goes along with it. Enjoy. Hi everyone, one quick update before we jump into the episode. I recently became a continuing education provider for board certified behavior analysts, so stay tuned for CE opportunities and updates. And with that being said, I am uh, delivering a uh, one-hour workshop uh, seminar at my local gym on March 1st at 10.30 a.m., um, in which I talk about the uh, importance of movement and physical activity outside of the gym, as well as how to unleash performance inside the gym with any specific training target. So stay tuned. Um, I hope to see you out there again March 1st, Three Kings Athletics in Noblesville, Indiana. Enjoy the show. Hello, Nick Green here. Today we're going to talk about decision making. Now, why do I want to talk about decision making? Now, my previous uh, episodes, uh, YouTube videos, I've been talking kind of really the kind of the meat and potatoes about when we get into looking at performance, analyzing what we're doing. That's already that already comes after the fact that we've made a decision to go ahead and uh, exercise and work out. But I just want to pause a little bit with this episode to really talk about the importance of decision making, um, offer some examples of um, why uh, or how decision making may creep into our our day our day to day fitness lives. Um, probably more so than we think about it. I was surprised once I start when I started outlining this episode of how many decisions there are in fact. Um, you know, part of our routines. And then also, I just want to close with just kind of a couple take home points, and then just give you an example of my typical morning routine and how they, um, of how decisions um, occur just in a in a one hour window. So. To kick it off here, um, I think it's best to conceptually understand that. So, you know, I'm a behavior analyst. Um, everything that we do is behavior. Behavior, uh, and for the most part, 95% of the time, we're going to be focused on what those things are that we can observe. Um, those things that we can measure, right? So, anything I've looked at as far as like step counts and everything, um, those are uh, overt behaviors. Those things that we can see with our own eyes, whether it's measured with some type of Fitbit or Apple Watch, or if we just, you know, watched a video of somebody or saw somebody in person, you can observe that behavior, right? So, um, again, this is a video. If you're listening to the audio, check it out on the YouTube. But again, behavior can kind of, uh, just writing notes here on the iPad, behavior is really broken up into kind of one general bucket. It's everything that we do. Right, so not surprising. We're behaving, we're doing things, but now everything that we do is broken up into things that we can observe, and then things that we cannot observe. Well, that doesn't make too much sense, now does it? Well, let's just look at this here. So, um, we are doing things kind of observable, or we're doing things that we are engaging in that we can't observe, and this isn't groundbreaking idea but it's this is the thinking right this is the decision making this is the deciding we know there's something happening um, inside of our heads we can't observe it but we can kind of 
how to best describe it. We can observe kind of the products of what your decisions decisions are. So observe or can observe, right? This is the the thinking behavior, and that is behavior too. And that's really what we're going to be focused on when it comes to um, that decision-making piece. So at the end of the day, when we're looking at exercising, uh, engaging in more fitness, improving our fitness, what it comes down to is like, did we at some point in our lives make the decision to go ahead and work out? Make that decision to work out every day, every week, every month, all right? Are we gonna de- are we gonna decide to work out for the rest of our life? And so, for me personally, again, just to share a little bit of a story here, is that um, when I started my master's program down in Florida Tech uh, back in 2013, fall of 2013, so I'd been on and off. I uh, worked out for many years um, following college. I just kind of did my own thing. I gravitated towards things that I had the skills and knowledge to do, which was just some some light weights, uh, just some running, right? I ran cross country in high school, but um, fortunately, my wife or my girlfriend, fiance at the time, um, now my wife, she recommended I try CrossFit. And again, I've talked about this before. I love CrossFit. It's an adaptable methodology that can be that can really benefit anybody at any point and at anybody's fitness journey. That's a discussion for another day, but I kind of got introduced to it. I had a great experience, learned a lot of skills, and, you know, the rest is history. So, but for me, before I, I think it was probably about sometime within that first month of working out, I, I you know, I decided, you know, as I was 29, 30 at the time, I'm like, you know, I've kind of been off and on again. This CrossFit thing seems pretty good, whether it's, um, you know, CrossFit or working on, you know, working with a personal trainer or somebody else, I decided, you know, this is a, this is a decision that I need to make that's going to be, that's just has to last for the rest of my life. And that's just a, a decision then that, you know, it was kind of a, a combination of many variable variables all coming together. You know, again, being 30, out of state, learning a new, uh, uh, learning a new fitness modality or fitness method, uh, which was CrossFit, um, seeing the value there of increased strength training, having a good experience, all those things. I thought, you know, okay, this, this, I think this is, it from me so um but this this is that kind of side story is a is a good example as it relates to um self-management you know many people you know look at okay we got these planners we have uh, these these decisions we make so you know again if we just quantify the number of decisions that i made one uh that that decision for the rest of my life that was just like one decision right um, sometimes if we get into the weeds of self-management we have to make these decisions of am i going to work out every day you have to make that every single day. So it's just again, if we look at if we look at our brain as a finite resource that we can, you know, hypothetically hypothetically, let's just say we can only make a hundred decisions a day. And if we're wasting that on a decision to work out every day when we could have made that in a different way, then, you know, um, you know, we can think and use our brains better for something else. But most importantly again, the the decisions that we're talking about are right we've got the short term and the long term all um all kind of factored in there so um so decision making it's behavior um and really it comes down to you know are we making decisions you know in the short term short long short term long term or you know and are we making these decisions is this a daily thing or a once in a lifetime. 
decision. And with my examples, you'll see there, there is going to be a combination of daily variables or daily decisions or once in a lifetime. Or once in a lifetime. So, um, you know, as, as decisions rate, rate uh, sorry, blah, can't speak, doing this in one take, right? As decisions relate to previous episodes and content that I've talked about, you know, we think about our decisions and like, why do we work out? Why? Are, what are those? What are those reasons that we might engage in more uh, fitness activities? And you know, the obviously the, the basic ones are we like it for the health benefits, right? Those are those. I'm making a decision now for the short term and the long term, so we can have health and fitness um, throughout the rest of our lives, right? We also have. Um, you could be doing it for aesthetic reasons. It feels good, right? Those are those functions of behavior. Does it help us escape um, the, you know, some type of stressful situation, right? So we start with our reasons, but at the same time, right, we have our decisions are influenced, right? We have our reasons or functions of behavior. Again, just making notes here, but then we have what are they influenced by? And this is a uh, it's a whole host of variables. So that could be um, what is going to influence us to work out more, to make a decision related to working out and um, engaging in more fitness behavior. We have doctor visits. Go to the doctor. Hey, you need to fix your blood sugar. How do we do that? Exercise more. Eat fewer sugary foods, right? Doctor visits. We have our peer groups. Uh, what are our friends doing? Oh, you look like you're doing this activity over here. You're, you're doing all these these tough mutters. You're doing these Ironmans. Let me let me try that out, right? Our peer groups, our social groups, our work groups, right? Social and work circles, right? Um, I've spent a lot of time in grad school, so research influences my decisions, right? So I know the research on reducing sitting and um, and increasing just general physical activity throughout our lives has increased benefits for a host of health reasons. That's going to affect my decisions on the day to day of how I spend my, you know, how is how actually I spend my my uh, how I spend my days, right? So if if you're watching the video, you see I'm standing at a at my I'm I'm recording this podcast while standing at my my standing desk. It allows freedom of movement, reduces that sitting time. So research affects what I'm doing literally in the moment, right? Um, we have uh, our personal interests or history. Uh, you might see, oh, I like this this fitness program. I see somebody on Instagram. They have uh, they have this physique, and ooh, what program are they into? Okay, they're these models over here are doing this type of sport. I kind of like that. Okay, let me see what that, what's going on here. And those variables, engaging with that content is going to affect our um, our decisions. Uh, then we have significant life events, right? We may have um, we may have lost a loved one to uh, coronary um, heart disease, right? So uh, maybe, and maybe the doctor said, um, you know, this individual didn't work out. Um, as much as they should have to, to build a healthy heart, right? I know there's individual cases, but just a general idea, you know, we might have, again, friends and family members that die of cancer because of because uh, they smoke too much. That's going to affect, right, our decisions on whether to smoke or not. And then, you know, maybe something else like, uh, you know, our vocation or day job is going to affect our, uh, how much we're going to, what type and how much we're going to engage in some type of fitness. So, you know, let's say construct construction workers, lumberjacks, 
you know, when lumberjacks were actually swinging axes, they didn't really need to work out. They spent all day working out eight hours a day. So, um, I'm in a sedentary office environment now. Now that is really going to, um, affect just the value of that workout time that I give myself, you know, four to five hours every week. That's like, okay, I know most of my day is going to be in an inactive state. So I need to make the most of the time that I have set aside. Why? Because I made that decision ahead of time. It's important to me. It's valuable. Uh, so on and so forth. So we have, right, we look at the reasons why we work out and how those reasons then are influenced by all these variables like I just discussed. Doctor visits, peer groups, social groups, research, personal interests, life events, your vocation, all these separate, um, all these all these different uh, variables here. And each one of those, again, has its own unique learning history, right? Just for example, let's say you have a fantastic doctor and they give you wonderful di- uh, advice and everything they say and do, like maps onto what actually happens, you know, in your own personal life. Whereas if you had a, a doctor that what, you had a bad experience, ex- bad experience with, a horrible bedside manner, let's say they give you bad advice that just doesn't make sense for you, you may be less likely to follow doctor's orders, government advice, so on and so forth. So it all depends on all these variables kind of coming together. But that's another podcast for another day. So now we kind of look at those different types, right, of uh, decisions that we make for the reasons why. They're all behavior, all this product of what we're thinking about as it comes to engaging in fitness. But now let's go ahead and jump into what are those decisions, what types of decisions are we making on a day-to-day. So we, we can also look at here what it is actually what what we can what we can measure again going back to the ipad making that list here so it's easy to follow along so for me the format my fitness again happens in a crossfit setting everything is in a 60 minute class period and i just want to make a quick little uh, quick little uh, point here is that I'm going to be speaking about decisions as they relate from the athlete's perspective. Now there are just as many decisions, probably if not more, um, for coaches. So anytime I describe the following decisions and the types of decisions from an athlete's perspective, a coach may have you know similar decisions that they may have to make. So example, um, I need to decide if I'm going to follow this rep scheme, you know, with a back squat or something, but a coach may need then to decide, am I going to give this individual feedback after every single rep, after every single set, after every single day? So you can see how it quickly adds up. So there's a lot of decision-making that, um, it's a back and forth. There's a relationship there between, you know, that feedback loop of I'm engaging in behavior and what's going to influence, you know, my next future performance and behavior. But again, getting back to the athlete. There are really, in a 60-minute uh, CrossFit class, any 60-minute HIT class, any 60-minute group fitness class, this is the format that we have set up. You're going to have a warm-up. You're going to have a warm-up. You're going to have strength and conditioning. You're going to have a workout or a wad, And then you're going to have a cool-down or an accessory. Now, even before you get to that warm-up, what do you got to do, what kind of behavior, what kind of decision decision do you have to make before you get into that warm-up? It's just to show up, so you have attendance that happens before, right? So that, there's, you know, there's just one decision right there. Did you wake up on time? Uh, did your car start? All those things. You get, you get a one right there. You get a plus 
Starting off the day with a big win. Okay, so you got the attendance, right? Now, what decisions go into the warm-up? Well, warm-up, this this uh, um, this basic format, um, right? You're either going to do, I don't say format, but just when you're warming up, one, you're going to say, are you going to do it? Yes or no. But also, within the warm-up, you're going to have different reps and movements, right? Different movements or reps, so. Let me go ahead, if I look at my, if I go ahead and pull up my my workout on Wattify, and I'll see what the typical warm-up, it's, it's all pretty much the same where you're doing, you know, we'll do like a bike warm-up, and then we'll do, um, we'll do some type of like deadlift hamstring warm-up. Um, let's just look at the, wor- the warm-up yesterday was two rounds, inchworms, where you're uh, you bend over, you, uh, you know, walk out, do a push-up, then you do a groin or T-spine. So you have four different work, or three different movements. There actually four if you count the, uh, the calorie bike row. So you have four of those, deadlift, you say squats. So you're deciding, am I going to do those movements? Am I going to do the rep scheme of each of those where you're doing five, six, and then, are you going to do the rounds? So there's a lot of decisions here that go into it, right? And also another variable, you know, did your class start on time? Are people behind? Are there is there enough equipment available? All these things. So you're going to have, you know, four to five different decisions just to make in that five minute warm up. So a lot of things happening very fast there. And you got to stay on pace. You got to have a, a certain rate. I kind of, I end up probably lagging behind in class because I like to take a little extra time on the warm up. I'm not just rush to rush through the movements, but Again, I'll count up all the different decisions at the end just to see. I'm curious how many how many fitness-related decisions am I making in a 60-minute class. So that's just the warm-up. Now, when you get into the strength and conditioning piece, um, again, the format, uh, you probably spend about five, 5 to 10 minutes warming up. Strength and conditioning is, depending on the movement and the cycle that we're on, that's probably going to take about 10 to 15 minutes. The wad could be about 20 minutes. Cool down accessory work if you have time. It's going to be another five to ten minutes, and boom, you know that's an hour. Um, sorry, I had to take a deep breath there. I was getting out of breath. Um, strength and conditioning here. So now, let's just look at okay, what did we do for um, the movement last week? Again, I'm looking at um, the classes and my schedule here. Let's go back. I know Friday was a it was a weird one. We did a power. We did a power clean and jerk wave, so that was very complicated. Um, let's go back to Wednesday's class, and we did, okay, easy. All right, let's just, we did a bench press at 5 by 6 strength and conditioning for the example. We did a bench press, 5 by 6 55 to 73%. All right, so we get into the, uh, we get into the strength and conditioning now. We look at what kind of decisions here. We look at the movement itself, the weight, the rest period, and are we collecting data? So for the movement, we think about, okay, can we perform the skill, yes or no? Sometimes you have a shoulder injury and you can't perform a standard bench press on a, on a flat bench press. So there is a decision. Again, this is all happening in real time. So you, you, know, you might know, obviously you know ahead of time if you're injured, but one, can you perform the skill? Are you injured or sore? 
okay, if we can't do the movement, right, this is our decision tree, what are we going what are we going to do instead? Is there an option available that we can do that, right? So many decisions right there. Uh, we look at the weight, okay, the rep scheme. And the weight here, the weight was 55 to 73% of our one rep max. Have we done a one rep max recently? Do you know that number? Is it easily accessible, right? All those decisions right there. See, I just thought of them right away. Do we have information to help us make a better decision right now in the here and now? And um, on the reps, are we going to be following this five by six rep scheme? Has it been, let's say, a year since you've benched? Okay. Is it probably going to be a little too sore or are you going to end up a little too sore? Do you need to work on your form? All these things, right? So um, we got to look at, are we going to scale the movement, right? If we can't do a bench press, are we going to do something else? Are we going to do push-ups instead? Uh, the, the program called for a 55 by 73% percentage at a five by six rep scheme. Is that too much, right? For me, I know with that one, I did a similar, let's say, I think I did like a five by five at 50 by 70 or 50 to 70%. I might be talking a little bit fast on the numbers here, but you can go ahead and rewind it. But, you know, again, my learning history, my fitness history showed me that it's like, okay, that's going to be a manageable weight. That's a weight that I just handled in a different movement. Again, many, many different decisions happening very fast. Um, and that's just a bench press. If you start getting into more complicated lifts like a, you know, let's say a hang power, you know, hang, uh, let's see, a hang squat clean, right? So, um, or just a squat clean uh, from the from the floor, right? You're going to look at a lot of different movements, like how, you know, um, are all my body parts, are they feeling pretty good? Are, are the movements, are the rep schemes, kind of keep up with those? And so, um, you can kind of see just in that strength and conditioning piece and with the warm-up, we're, we're probably already 10 to 20 decisions in and, you know, I thought I was just working out, which we are working out, but there's a lot that goes into all these different steps. So that's the weight. And then in addition to the rep scheme, now you have to begin following the class. You have to begin following what the, what the timing is. So that's another piece. So am I, am I, uh, it's my pace of working out on par with what, with what the class kind of cadence is. So for a five by six with this one, I remember you're going to do this every two minutes. So every two, yeah, so a two minute or 10 minute EMOM every, every 10 minutes, whatever it is, right? Um, so every two minutes, I'm going to be engaging in a movement. In between movements, I need to change weights. Do I need, do I go up to 60%? Do I stay at 55%? How am I feeling? A lot of, a lot of decisions happening all at once. Then if you're working out with a partner, you got to make sure that you're keeping up with pace. You're making a decision to help out your friend, you, to, to change the weights. You're changing your own weights. Many different things happening. So just on the strength and conditioning piece alone, right, am I going to follow that two-minute um, that two-minute break period, right? And that rest period is, that's all, this, like, experts have figured out the best, uh, the best uh, rest period and everything for muscle gain and strength and all those things. So I always, I'm a bit of a rule follower, so I always side on following the rest periods as best as possible so I get a maximum you know, maximum performance on each of my lifts. Um, and that kind of sometimes keeps me, uh, kind of keeps me towards like finishing kind of all the strength movements last in the, in the, in the, in the class. And so everybody kind of finishes ahead of me and I kind of live with those consequences. Um, but I want to stay, you know, true to what the, what the program is calling for. Um, so I guess indirectly I'm kind of calling out some of my other, my fellow, my fellow fitness friends that they kind of are, not following the rest periods as, as tightly as they should be, given what the protocols call for. So 
but that's just me. So those are the first two pieces, warm up and strength and conditioning. Now we jump into the wad. So the wad now, the workout, that's typically going to have, you know, two to three movements. And then you're going to have the same set of variables that you have to make decisions on. So I'm just looking at um, what, what our wad was last Friday. I think it was, it was fairly simple. Okay, here we go. So the wad was a, I need to go in a different space here. So we had a 33, here's the rep scheme, 33, 27, 21, 15, 9, back squat. And then we had a 15, 12, 9, 6, 3, bar, muscle up. Okay, so what the goal of the workout was for time, you do 33 back squats, 15 bar muscle ups, 27 squats, 12 bar muscle up, 21 squat, 9 9 bar muscle up, 15 back squat, 6 bar muscle up, 9 back squat, 3 bar muscle up. So now... This was at 135, and I knew going into that that workout, that rep scheme, and the goal was, um, oh, also we had a cap of 18 minutes. So I know a couple things here that um, that uh, that affected my decision and how I scaled this workout. Um, but that is that was the workout there. So there's a lot of things to look at as far as you know. Can I perform the movement in the back squat? I could do that. Check. Bar muscle up, I can do that check. Now, can I complete it as prescribed? That many reps at a back squat at 135 was a lot for me. So I decided to go ahead and do it at one. We'll cross off that. 135, and I did it at 115. But again, so again, that's 33, 27, that's 60, uh, 60 and 21, 81, 81 and 9, 90. So that's 105. That's 105 back squats. And an 18 minute cap. I was like, can you do that? That's a you know, different ways to figure out how you can go ahead and complete workouts. And then you had bar muscle ups. You had 15 and 12. You had 27 plus 9, 36 plus 6, 42. So you had 45 bar muscle ups. Could I do that in 18 minutes? That was a lot, right? So uh, I decided not to do that. But I'll go back to this this workout as an example. But again, you know, at the end here to count up decisions. Um, 105 back squats, 45 bar muscle ups. Again, can we do the movements? I could do a bar muscle up. Um, a bar muscle up, for those that are less familiar, you hang from a pull-up bar, and then you it's a gymnastics movement, and you kind of you swing with momentum, and you end up on top of the bar where you're doing a, a, uh, a dip. So um, you look at, okay, can I do those movements? You know, sometimes, you know, there have been some months and years where I had kind of a shoulder, tw- you know, tweak, and I couldn't do a, a, a bar muscle up or, Maybe I just did a bunch of bar muscle-ups the day before, so maybe I could substitute it with a chest bar or something like that. So um, we look at the weights, we look at the scaling. Okay, now do, you know, then at the end of the wad, am I going to collect the data in Wadify? So a lot of different decisions there. Then at the end, you have the cool down, um, and there you know, not as many decisions there. You know, there's going to be some accessory work we did on Saturday. We did a bit of a gun show finisher where we did uh, 21s. We did on the curl with the barbells. He did seven you know quarter uh curls and he did at the top of the range of motion seven of those and he did seven full range then we did some kickbacks so you know deciding are we gonna you know a do the accessory we're gonna do it as prescribed what's the weight so on and so forth so you can kind of see just through these three to four different sections that we're gonna have at least 10 to 12 decisions per you know per area so so those are just the different examples of the different 
decisions in those kind of four buckets four buckets of warm-up the strength and conditioning the wad the cool down and the accessory so and when we get into the take to the, the take-home message here is that you know we, we kind of have three different three different buckets here all the analysis that i've been focused on you know um in the past and in the future you know there's every level here you know every level of analysis looks at all these different decisions at these decisions so there's so many decisions right so you look at let's say what whatever the magic number is that we come up with of let's say there's 30 decisions in a 60 minute workout you know time frame there is some you know a high level of analysis that can go into just figuring out how to improve bar muscle ups for example right so i'm just kind of giving a broad overview of like okay how do we best map on where we start beginning our analysis to help us make better fitness decisions so every level looks at these decisions uh point number two each decision is going to be affected influenced each decision is influenced by its own by its own set of variables some of these may overlap but um, again, getting back to like the doctor visit, what influences us to make decisions? Um, let's say we have skills to do a, a handstand push-up or not. Each decision is going to be affected by its own set of, you know, uh, variables. If somebody's learning to do a ring muscle-up for the first time, that's going to look entirely different than somebody learning to, uh, you know, maybe pull a heavy deadlift. And the different the reasons may vary, right? We could be preparing for a competition for the ring muscle-up, or for a deadlift, it could be something that's just necessary for just general strength and uh, strength and conditioning. So each decision is going to be influenced by its own set of variables. And then at the end of the day, really this comes down to like us, we're the consumer of our own decisions, right? It's kind of funny to think about, but you know, we need to look at, look at our own satisfaction. A little bit of Rolling Stones there, right? I can't get no satisfaction if my decision making on fitness ain't right right so we need to look at how satisfied we are of our own decisions and that's what it is we're going to have our performance we're going to have our metrics we're going to know if we're meeting our you know hitting new prs learning new skills but at the end of the day we need to be satisfied and happy with all the decisions that we did make and give you know give ourselves a, a break you know i just say that probably just as a, a blanket statement that we are we all are probably a little too hard on ourselves when we don't need to be so so we need to look at our own decisions so Again, the general take-home, every level of analysis uh, can look at any of these decisions. Each decision has its own set of variables. And then at the end of the day, we need to be happy with our decisions and, you know, know as, as much as we, we may be pushing the envelope, we just, we just need to be happy with how far we've gotten. So um, to end this episode, I'm going to go ahead and look at an example of the number of decisions. Um, example, we're going to count the decisions and see how many, you know, as a conservative amount here, how many decisions that we may be making um, for one fitness day. So, again, I'm looking at my computer here of just kind of the layout here. So we have the general attendance, right? We have decision one, attendance. Are we going to work out? Right? I woke up this morning, 5 o'clock. Okay, am I going to the gym? Yes. Now we go to the warm-up. So we'll just do one tally there. Warm up. 
are we going to do the warm-up and follow the class? One, are we going to do all the reps? It doesn't matter if it's yes or no. These are just decisions. So all the reps, yes. All the movements, yes. Okay. Are we going to finish on time? Yes. Three, uh, the strength and conditioning piece. All right. I'm just going through my list here. Are we going to do um, the movements? Are we healthy enough to do the movements as prescribed? If not, do we need to um, replace it with anything? Okay. Are we going to follow uh, the percentage of weights? If not, what are we going to do instead? Are we going to follow the rest periods? I'm just making tally marks on my on my iPad just for just a basic accrued count. Okay, if there's rest periods, are we following those rest periods? Okay, now are we, I like to collect my lifting data on the iPad or on my, in a notebook and then track it later. So are we collect, collecting data? Yes or no? You could probably take that off if if data is less important to you in the moment, okay. Now, when we get into the wad, all right, can we do? Or we need to decide. Can we do all these movements? Are we going to do them RX? Are we going to do the rep scheme? Do we need to? Uh, do we need to change it all? Right? Am I? Um, am I going to collect data during the workout? Am I going to self-manage? So let's say we get five decisions there. And again, just going back to my look at the decisions I made for that rep scheme on that workout of the back squat and bar muscle up the decisions I made was I I scaled the weight down from 135 to 115 and from for the bar muscle up I ended up doing I said instead of doing 15 12 9 6 3 I did 9 7 5 3 and 1 so I cut the reps significantly so I did the same amount of reps on the back squat but I did let's see 16 21 uh, I did 25 so I did I did 20 less bar muscle ups right so I did the wad there. Okay, so what about five decisions with the with the wad and then with the cool down? Again, the cool down accessory you're, you're deciding. Um, let's say, you know, did I do it or not? And then am I going to do it? Am I going to do everything? And sometimes the cool downs, at least for us, can get very, rather long. You know, they kind of go beyond that 60 minutes. So here, just with a, a rough tally, I just did five, 10, 15. 16. There, I mean, there's 18 decisions that I make on a daily basis, which is a lot more than I would thought it would be. Just like, oh, you just go work out and follow instructions. Maybe that's two decisions. But again, even when you get into all the different sections, there's a lot more you have to do to keep yourself on pace and, you know, happy with everything. So I think as a, as a, as a safe estimate, say a minimum 18 decisions, you know, just for 60 minutes. So again, this is happening at six o'clock in the morning and I don't want to be thinking that hard. So it's, you know, I want to be fluently working on, you know, uh, not fluently, but I just want to, I just want to get in there and work. And sometimes it's a little more taxing than I thought it would be at six o'clock in the morning. Anyway. So, um, that was my medical, my kind of my typical, you know, morning routine, you know, were my decisions correct, uh, when it gets down to it. So we looked at, um, the goal for this, this cap here on this workout Again, getting back to how satisfied I am. Again, I modified the the back squat weight, and then I modified the rep scheme. And I finished this, and it was like about seventeen fifteen, and so that was right around the cap here. So I'm I'm happy with that. I think that is a, that was a good modification. You know, sometimes I think uh, you know that's kind of the goal of the workout to be about that much to last that long. You know, if you finished too early, maybe you know you have to adjust your your scaling and your decisions, your movements, uh, if you finish over, 
you know, maybe you were there and that's just where you are with your fitness. But um, you can kind of look at that. And overall, you know, I was satisfied with those, um, with my decisions there. So, um, you know, again, that workout yesterday or on Friday, you know, it was it was good. I, I appreciated it. So um, just to kind of wrap up here, just the main points again, um, decision making, incredibly important to working out fitness maintenance of you know our goals and gains and everything you know that's probably one of the most important behaviors we can engage engage in as far as making really good decisions to then translate into you know how how healthy and fit we are um, in the rest of our lives Um, that decision is a is a behavior that we engage in right we don't we can't necessarily observe it but uh, we can kind of see the products of a you know well thought out fitness you know thought process Um, there's different reasons why we work out right we talked about those functions of behavior, health, aesthetics, you know, avoiding health aches and pains. It's going to be influenced by a host of different, you know, sources, doctor visits, personal interests, what your day job looks like. When we look into the actual analysis of what's measured, we look at that attendance, the warm-up, strength and conditioning, wad, cool-down accessory. That's where my kind of 18 decisions kind of came from. And really, you know, when you get into the reps and everything, when you, you could start breaking it down even more, but just for this episode I, I kind of just looked at it just as a, a global estimate and the take-home message again is we need to look at all how how all of our you know all how this analysis can be applied to every decision when it comes to you know just maybe just waking up getting out the door moving more to you know maybe you're in that elite athlete category and you want to look at something very specific right one small change could get you that extra place or two in any competition and um, you know all these all these variables affect decisions in unique ways. We need to treat every situation as a unique opportunity. So um, that's it for today. I appreciate your time and attention. You know, I I see that my audience is growing, and I want to do uh, you guys, you guys and gals, uh, you know, give you my uh, respect, your time and energy for spending the time with me. So um, please share comments, ideas, feedback, and any you know you know how to reach. So reach the behavior fit channel so uh, thanks again keep moving make good fitness decisions i'm here for you and keep moving that's it for today's episode i hope you enjoyed if you haven't yet follow me on all social media platforms you can find me at behavior fit that is b-e-h-a-v-i-o-r-f-i-t on facebook instagram and on youtube if you haven't already check out my main site where there's blogs sign up for the newsletter and more go to www.behaviorfit.com or email me at nick at behaviorfit.com. Hope to hear from you soon and keep moving.